every episode is amazing. I think there's really not any part that really lags. Uh, every uh, There's a lot of, you know, intertwining storylines. And as the title of the show says, Big Little Lies, there's a lot of secrets. Welcome to another episode of Alice Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And my name's Allison. And welcome back to Jamie. Thank you. It's been uh it's been fun uh being away, but I definitely missed being on this podcast with you, Allison. Yes, we miss you too. And we are joined currently by baby Theo. He's here. Yep. yep. If you hear any uh little little like I can't really do it. I can't do his little baby breaths and sniffs and coos and all that. But if you hear any of that, that's that's what that is. He's actually eating right now. We um, obviously aren't going to include the first four minutes of this recording of me trying to situate him so he can eat and also do it discreetly so nobody walks by and sees us. But, um, but yeah, he's here. So if you hear any of those noises, that's what that is. Hopefully he stays nice and quiet while we record our podcast. Today we are going to talk about um, a show that since I've been on maternity leave I've had a chance to watch uh, the full first season. It is an HBO original. It is Big Little Lies. Yes, so good. I have been a fan of this show since it first came out because the star-studded cast. Let's Absolutely. Be, let's be real. The um, you know, main characters in this show are Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and Shailene Woodley. And wow. I've missed I've missed Nicole Kidman. She has been kind of out of the spotlight, I feel like, for a few years. So seeing her on the small screen has been so amazing and who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon I know she is I was just thinking about this when I was um, on my way here to the office and thinking about what I was going to say she does such a great job in this role she fits it perfectly Um, she plays um, Madeline McKenzie who um, is and all of the characters in this show are all uh, I would say very very affluent families in uh, Monterey, California. She is a uh, mother of two girls, um, Abigail, who is probably what, like 15, 16? Yeah, 16, I would say. Um, And uh, Chloe, her younger daughter, who is six. And Chloe is, um, she goes to, this is something that I think is so funny about this show is everyone makes buku bucks i mean their homes are beautiful they're right on the ocean um and they all live very i would very lavish lifestyles um but they talk about this school they're like oh it's uh, public school pricing like how when will we ever be able to find a school this good for you know public school price which i does that mean it's just a public school and they don't pay mm-hmm. dues and I think about that and I'm like well couldn't they afford a really nice private school doesn't matter but um she goes to school with uh Nicole Kidman uh who's Celeste uh her two twin boys 
And then Jane, Shailene Woodley's character, uh, she is new to Monterey. Uh, she moved from San Diego with her son, Ziggy. And they are all in, uh, I think, the same class, right? They're at least the same age. Yeah, they're all in, in first grade. So all of these moms, they're they're all friends, but they're also all connected by their children all being mm-hmm. all being the same age not only um you know our, do we have our three main characters but we have some other women that are in it um zoe kravitz who has a daughter and laura dern's character also has a daughter mm-hmm. and um it's very funny that you know their dynamic to see all of these moms and <clears throat> different stages of their lives whether they be stay-at-home moms or career moms and then how all of their children interact you know all being in the same class Mm -hmm. so we are going to review season one we'll touch on season two a little bit um as that is actually ongoing now it just started on june 9th um we're three episodes in again this is an hbo show so it's not uh the whole season isn't released at once. It is episode by episode. And it was originally just supposed to be a mini series. It was mm-hmm. supposed to just be one season long um, because it's based on a book, which I actually now really want to read um, because I do love the show a lot. And I would love to see how much more in depth the book is. My question is, and Allison, maybe you can answer this for me. Is the season two an extension? It, like it doesn't include more of the book or is it its own thing? It is its own thing, I believe, but the writer of the book, who is actually an Australian author, so the book itself actually takes place in Australia, Australia, and it's adapted for American television, but I know oh. that she is like a consultant on, on season two. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, we'll dive right in. The season is seven episodes long. They're about an hour each, and every episode is amazing i think there's really not any part that really lags uh every uh there's a lot of you know intertwining storylines and as the title of the show says big little lies there's a lot of secrets um that we find out more about as the show goes on the big one from the start i would say is celeste and her husband perry um played by alexander skarsgard i believe is how you say that last name yeah skarsgard and um he, this is his third HBO production. Oh, really? Yes. I am a huge True Blood fan. Oh, so if you ever okay. watch True Blood, he plays Eric in, um, in True Blood. And he is a Scars Guard. They're a pretty um, famous acting family. They're from, you know, um, northwestern Europe. But um, his dad is a famous actor who is in the other HBO miniseries, Chernobyl. And his brother is uh, played... Pennywise and yes. the newest it. Bill Skarsgård. Yes. Yeah, they're a very talented family. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so the the first, I would say the biggest secret that we find out about at first is Celeste and Perry. Uh, Perry is abusive and it starts off uh, very, I wouldn't say tame. There's really no way to describe domestic violence as tame at all. But he, you know, starts off just kind of like, you know, grabbing her by the shoulders or like pulling her shirt and it gets very, very violent towards the end, um, of the first season. Um, but we find out that this has been ongoing for years and they appear very, very happy on the outside. They have a very 
intense sex life. Um, and uh, there's a couple of scenes where they have couples counseling where uh, both Perry and Celeste say that they're uh, driven sexually by by rage Mm -hmm. I guess is how they want to describe their relationship it's a very very toxic relationship and Celeste doesn't really admit to herself what what's really going on and she blames herself a lot which is which is very sad to watch um but but in the end uh there's I wouldn't say a happy ending but uh uh, there's a resolution yes good way of putting it (laughs) um but that's like the first big secret Celeste is beautiful and I guess she's supposedly a lot older than Perry is supposed to be yeah I think she is because also you know they have two twin sons and they did IVF to conceive them and Perry is um super successful businessman and Celeste is a retired lawyer she used to be a working woman and until she had her twins and I think that's another way that Perry um controls Mm -hmm. celeste by you know pinning her down and keeping her keeping her home and he doesn't want her to work nope he wants to keep her um you know under under her thumb or under his thumb rather Mm -hmm. um another main character that we have is madeline martha mckenzie played by reese witherspoon and um she is a stay-at-home mom she is married to ed who is played by adam scott um, from parks and rec and a lot of other films you've Mm -hmm. seen him in a lot of other things he's an architect madeline stays home and she has two daughters as we mentioned um, an older daughter um, with her ex-husband nate who Mm -hmm. now nate is married to uh Bonnie. Bonnie, who is Zoe Kravitz's character. They have a daughter. And then Madeline and Ed have a daughter, Chloe, who is um, also in this first grade class. And Madeline, she is spunky. She is. I love her personality. She is very in your face. She um, will tell you exactly what she thinks and what's on her mind, but she is so loyal and she will do anything and everything to protect the ones that she loves and I think absolutely as a viewer we kind of like take on a lot of the opinions and like feelings that Madeline has we like I feel like I empathize the most with her because or identify the most with her because she sees like wrongdoings or or bad things going on and she wants to correct it right away she doesn't want you know her friends to be bullied or or kids to be bullied and she wants the right thing ultimately is is her goal and everything absolutely i love her and like i said in the beginning she i think her she fits this character so well she plays it so well she um in addition to being a stay-at-home mom she does kind of work part-time in the uh, community theater and they're putting on avenue q which um is actually one of my favorite musicals so it was kind of fun to see uh that being put on um laura dern's character uh renata is um kind of like the forefront to get the musical shut down but she doesn't start off that way so Renata seems like uh, her daughter um, Amabella is like 
obsessed with Chloe. Chloe seems to be like probably the most popular girl in the school. And so Renata wants to get her daughter very close with Chloe. Like they, you know, she wants to be best friends with her. And uh, so what happens is Jane, the new young mom with Siggy, uh, they have orientation. Uh, the moms kind of leave for a bit. They get to know Jane a little. Uh, Madeline kind of takes her under her wing, and they learn that uh, Jane's, uh, or Ziggy's father, I should say, is not in the picture. We don't know why yet, but I'm um, just single young mom, wanted to uh, move to Monterey, and uh, I believe she's a graphic designer, mm-hmm. a web designer, um, so she does a lot of freelance work from home. And they come back after orientation. They find out that um, Amabella was being uh, choked by a child. And uh, she points to Ziggy. And this whole big uh, conspiracy against Ziggy forms over the course of the seven episodes. Um, Renata kind of also leads that uh, march, I guess. The witch hunt against Ziggy. Yeah, that's a better word for it. Um, Jane asks, like, Ziggy, did you do that? And he is adamant, no, I did not. I did not do that. I did not hurt her. And they even become friends. You know, they spend time together, but um, Amabella continues to get hurt. She gets bit. Renata is furious. And um, she, and Amabella has a birthday party, and they don't invite Ziggy. And um, Madeline is, is so funny. She's like, well, Chloe's not going to go to that birthday party if Ziggy's not invited. And basically saying that by Chloe not going, other kids aren't going to go because she's, again, a very popular kid in the school. Renata then retaliates against Mackenzie and tries to get the musical shut down, which brings Celeste into the picture. She kind of stands in as her lawyer. Mm -hmm. And this really upsets Perry, which makes his abuse even worse. And so, again, like we said, there's a lot of intertwining stories. Um, Nobody knows about the abuse. Uh, So this is all happening very quietly um, behind closed doors. Um, But, I mean, all – I mean, Celeste goes to one meeting, and then she's going to another, and Perry starts to hurt her, but is only stopped because um, their sons come into the room or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. No one knows about the abuse, but – their sons kind of do pick up on it Mm -hmm. they do pick up on perry's violent tendencies which you know all kind of comes to a head Mm -hmm. um in addition to you know this drama with the play uh, madeline ends up actually having an affair with the theater director yes which you know is just another layer of all of the all of the lies and the and the mystery and kind of the the craziness that is going on in, in Monterey in this mm-hmm. community. Um, you know, Madeline, as I said, has a daughter with Nate, her ex-husband, who is now married to, to Bonnie. And Madeline, you know, also not only struggling with her husband, Ed, in a way, she is struggling with her ex-husband and Mm -hmm. his new wife and trying to kind of blend the families together you know she's really resistant to bonnie you know bonnie is younger than her and 
um, but they do kind of have to get along, you know. Yeah. Um, Bonnie, Bonnie and Neat's daughter is, you know, in the in this class with the rest of the kids. They want to kind of assimilate assimilate them together, um, you know. All the while, everyone is trying to deal with their other issues that, right. that are you know going on. As we kind of move through the season. Um, things start to change with kind of the secrets that everyone is holding back. Right. So, um, you know, we, we know that Ziggy's father, um, was not ever in the picture with, um, you know, the, the conception and whatever in Ziggy's life. And, um, Celeste has been hiding the fact that, you know, she is being abused by her husband, Perry. And, um, you know, finally, after some poking and prodding, Jane reveals to Madeline that she was actually assaulted. Yes. Um, and that she was at a hotel with, um, I can't remember what it is she was doing at some hotel, but there was a businessman there. And she knew that he was married they met in the bar, they had some drinks, and they ended up going back to a hotel room where uh, this man forced himself upon her mm-hmm. while she was drunk, raped her, and she was ultimately conceived Ziggy out of this, mm-hmm. out of this event. Um, meanwhile, in the, and, and we should mention too, um, this show has many flashbacks and mm-hmm. um you know it, it opens actually with the fact that somebody's been murdered um so we know that somebody gets killed at the end of the mm-hmm. season and we're all kind of waiting around to figure out who wh- is it who the heck gets killed and what's really cool is uh and i don't know if this is the way it is in the book but i i would imagine probably the community is very gossipy And there's a lot of like little clips of other, uh, you know, parents that go to the same, you know, kids go to the same school as all these moms talking to the police after the murder, um, kind of just giving their testimony on on these women and how they think that they're involved with the murder, which again, in the last episode, you find out exactly what happens. Um, But I love that. I love that there, you know, there will be a scene and then there will be, you know, one of these community members kind of you know, putting their little, their little tidbit about that person or, you know, like one of them even says like, I, you know, surprised there wasn't more carnage that night, you mm-hmm. know, cause I think they all kind of, it seems like Monterey, everyone knows everyone's business, um, to an extent, you know, obviously no one else knows about Celeste's, uh, abusive husband and they don't know about Madeline's affair, but they all kind of know something is going on and so I love that you know you you get these little lines from these supporting characters that kind of contribute to the narrative I think it's really cool how they do that yeah it's like the police interviews yeah that they're giving so I love it super interesting one thing too that I find also interesting and I was actually um I think I was on Twitter because again like I said season two is is out now um so people are talking about the show again Um, Because the first season came out in 2017, so it's already two years old. Um, But the men in this show, like, this is a very female-driven show. The men in this show, when they are on screen, are generally talking about their wives. 
Mm-hmm. Like they don't really have, it's not that they don't have personalities or they don't have plot points. They definitely do, but they're, everything that they do is focused on what these women are doing. So like Ed and Nathan butt heads a lot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, conflict between the two couples because um ed feels that he's a consolation prize to madeline which is kind of sad and i love adam scott i think his character is kind of sad mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kind of a weak man um kind of just does whatever madeline tells him to do um doesn't really stand up for himself very much until um the end he kind of picks up on what's going on and we find out that madeline's been having like she slept with the theater director a year ago Mm-hmm. and he's in love with her and um when they're out like kind of talking about it and he's like you know you know you feel something for me this isn't over they get into a car accident and um Madeline's fine but um what is his name the theater director I don't know does it matter no <laughs> um um, his wife shows up to the hospital. Madeline's fine. He ends up with like a neck brace and a concussion. Otherwise, he's fine. Um, but she, his wife knows that something's going on. And she even confronts Madeline. She's like, you're the woman that he's in love with. Like mm. she kind of puts two and two together because why were they in the car together? Why were they, you know, why does she visit him in the hospital? Like what's going on? And um Ed doesn't find out, but he kind of has a suspicion something's going on because there's a lot of like glances between the two and um, he just kind of gets a feeling that she's hiding something. Yeah. And um, she plays it off as uh, it's about, you know, Jane and her and her rapist at first. And she wants to confront him and Madeline's worried that she's going to get violent and do something bad to this man that she still doesn't really know who he is I think he used a fake name so it's not really she can't really like look him up and find out who he is so there's a lot of mystery about who this guy is and also too uh Ziggy is put into uh he gets interviewed by a child psychologist um as recommended by the school and the psychologist says you know, he's a very bright young boy and he's, you know, he's very adamant that he did not hurt Amabella and he's not a violent kid at all. But Jane is very worried that he has, you know, this, this part of him that is as violent as like his father was, or she mentions, you know, when he was born, he was like the way he, you know, screamed, like he was upset to be born mm-hmm. like he was born out of such anger and hate and so she's worried that maybe he's lying to her and he actually did do these things but we find out that he didn't he actually didn't no ziggy ends up confessing that it was max one of celeste and perry's sons that had um you know been been abusing amabella which you know makes sense from a viewer's perspective since we know that Perry is incredibly violent mm-hmm. and um, abusive and, and jealous and, and you know, all of these things. And in line with that, as the show progresses, you know, Celeste, she's finally had enough at one point after, you know, Perry gets so upset that she is defending Madeline and that... Um, all of these other things. She ends up retaliating against him in in a fight. And um, 
while Perry is uh, trying to force himself on her sexually, Mm -hmm. she attacks him and fractures his manhood with a tennis racket, which is an awesome scene. (laughs) It gave me a lot of, like, redemption in a way. (laughs) Um, um, But it's very graphic and very violent. And, um, you know... Celeste decides that she is going to move out and get mm-hmm. an apartment. And Perry's like, you know, you're lucky that that I didn't kill you um, because of, you know, what she what she did to him. Um, and he guilts her so much. And it's just awful to watch and to listen to. Like, they're in the car. There's this, like, big trivia night. And I think it's, like, a, like a charity of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she he somehow finds out that because you know i've thankfully never been in a relationship like this but you know abusers always find a way to find out you know they're always one step ahead right and so he somehow knows that she's moving and he's like were you he was going to go on a business trip to hawaii or something and he goes were you going to tell me or were you just going to let me find out when i got back Mm -hmm. and he keeps saying things like you know like oh i you know let me get better, you know, I'm, I'm sick, and you, you can't just leave me, and it's just awful, and it's just so sad how for so long, I mean, all, even a little bit in this scene, and this is in the last episode, that uh, Celeste is, like, still defending him constantly, like, oh, you know, like, I was at fault too, and I hit him. It's, it's awful. Just really sad to watch these scenes. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this trivia night is, um, it's really interesting and we kind of see this in a lot of the scenes, um, leading up to it, kind of the flashbacks and forth that it's themed. So it's like, uh, Audrey Hepburn and Elvis Presley night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're all, um, you know, dressed up and this is where kind of a lot of the secrets, come to the surface and a lot of things are are found out first yes first of all um you know jane tells celeste that it's max who is is the bully and she is you know obviously very you know hurt by that and madeline she has spoken with the guy she had the affair with his name's joseph i just Oh, okay. um, well, there you, you know, go. realizes <laughs> I that. I thought it was something with a J. Yes. Um, you know, she is ashamed and hurt that she had an affair, you know, um, with Joseph and cheated on Ed. And she gets really upset when she sees Ed singing karaoke. And she is just ashamed because she knows Ed loves her so, so, so much. So she kind of like runs, runs mm-hmm. out of there. And, you know, uh, Madeline tells Jane that she, you know, cheated on Ed and, you know, she kind of reveals this whole thing. And then Renata comes after Jane and says, you know, I'm so sorry that I was so alienating to Ziggy. And I immediately believed that he was the one who, you know, was mm-hmm. was the bully. Oh, and yeah, Celeste confronted her and said, like, hey, it was actually my son. It wasn't Ziggy, which was another thing that Perry got upset about because he wanted to he wanted them to confront her together. Mm-hmm. And Celeste did it alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Celeste sees, you know, them kind of exit. So she follows them, followed by Perry. And, um, you know, then they're all kind of 
outside and, and Bonnie additionally she sees she's kind of like hiding almost yeah she's like watching them from from afar and you know then Perry and Celeste get into an argument Perry's like let's leave let's go home and Celeste is like no I'm leaving you and he goes into this crazy rage and he starts attacking Celeste Mm -hmm. while this is happening Jane realizes that Perry is Saxon Banks the man who raped her it's like it's never said but like the looks that everyone gives each other like you see the look on Jane's face when she sees Perry which I guess yeah she had never met him before so she never knew what he looked like she kind of exchanges a glance with Celeste and then Celeste kind of looks at him and they all just kind of realize all at the same time that yeah they do like a flashback to like Perry I think he's like on the beach with Jane is like where they they had seen each other so many years ago and she sees and then you know we know Bonnie is watching from afar and Perry is attacking Celeste violently mm-hmm. and Bonnie comes in and just shoves Perry and he falls down a flight of concrete stairs ultimately killing him yes and then this is where all of those uh, police interviews come to like the present I guess all of the women decide to say that he fell mm-hmm. he tripped and fell and um, you find out I think it might be in the second season they do a flashback to this scene Bonnie actually wanted to confess and it was Madeline who kind of led the group to all say oh no he fell they all were protecting each other from from admitting that he was actually murdered but um I hate to say it he deserved it but mm-hmm. <laughs> um I mean no one yeah no one deserves to die but no. he had um they he had it coming from yeah. you know the the only way that he was going to be stopped was in death at this point yep and um you know then the show this the first season kind of ends with them all standing out on the beach Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a glass of wine or kids just, running around, just and... hanging out. And it kind of ends with this pan out of someone kind of watching them from afar. And who we find out is the police. They're suspicious of all of these yes. women. And season two wow. um, is yeah, only three episodes in as of right now. Um, by the time that this podcast goes out tomorrow, the 30th is when the next episodes uh, episode four will come out um and maybe someday when when the second season is over we'll review that one too but just from what we've seen so far is the women are known now as the monterey five they were all the women who happened to be there when perry fell and his mother ends up coming into a uh, celeste's life to help, kind of help take care of the boys who is played by meryl streep and she is amazing and um she finds out that he fathered another child and she like refuses to believe that he was this violent person and um there's more we, we won't go too much into season two but um it's season two is just kind of the aftermath of all of this and what's to come and um you know if we'll see if the women get found out but as as far as the police have now i mean they they have no evidence they have no witnesses other than all the women who were there that all say that he fell so there's yeah. really nothing they can do 
right now unless somebody cracks cracks yeah. under the pressure. Um, so this show, um, you know, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning, was initially kind of set to be just a miniseries. It was going to be eight eight episodes, but when they were writing everything, they realized that, you know, seven episodes was enough. And this was actually a bidding war between HBO and Netflix. They really? were they were kind of after it. And Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon has a book club, if you didn't know. She's amazing. She is so amazing. I love her. Me she too. has a book club. And um, she read this book as did Nicole Kidman. And Nicole Kidman's actually from Australia, where the the novel is based and was um, you know, was written. And they got the rights for it, and then they kind of tracked down their their writers, their directors, other producers for it. And um, they were bidding between HBO and Netflix. And I think, you know what, I, th- I think that if this show came out on Netflix, it would not have the notoriety or the kind of um, momentum that I agree. It, it does have. I mean, HBO has such a reputation and you know they can get a lot of star power behind Mm -hmm. but behind things like this and I feel like they've got a maybe a bigger budget for for shows like this and that the the production itself and a lot of the elements that they include would not be the right speed for for Netflix I kind of like that you have to wait every week I mean waiting is the worst but giving you some time between episodes is you know is great for this and no I I agree 100% I think that Netflix can have a reputation of I mean don't get me wrong there's some great original shows on Netflix but I think a show like this is too good for Netflix I think I mean I think so too it has like you said the star power I mean every single person in this show there's not a single weak link even the kids are good actors yeah I don't think they would be able to pull Meryl Streep to get onto right. a Netflix show I mean I don't even know the last television show that she was in I know that this is the first time Nicole Kidman's been in a television show since 1989 Jesus really yeah she's wow. only done films um you know since then and um I think having you know I, I think about a lot of the other shows that are on these premium channels like on Showtime and Stars and HBO, of course, those are you know premium television with A-list actors. Exactly. Um, you know, not to mention um, that it's all women, and I think um, viewers of uh, of HBO would be more receptive and not so critical of, of an all-female cast. Yeah. In in my opinion. Um, because I just think that a lot of television shows or films that have such a strong female cast get kind of ripped apart in a lot of mainstream media. But mm-hmm. this is kind of um, like an elevated show in a yeah. way. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else or if you can understand what, you know, my, my thought behind that. But um, it's so amazing to see um you know, so many women. And I mean, even Zoe Kravitz, she is, you know, a woman of color and seeing somebody as young as Shailene Woodley, um, who, 
you know, she has had some great, um, you know, big screen, big mm-hmm. film appearances as well as television shows to see her, someone like her um, with such an amazing cast, right. um, you know, makes me makes me really happy. And it is it is female focused, just like you said, all the yeah. husbands are always talking about their wives right. all the time. And speaking um, of Shailene Woodley, uh, I remember when she was on Secret Life of the American Teenager on ABC Family years ago, I was like, oh, I hate this girl because I thought the acting in that show was terrible. That's my opinion. And then she went on to do like The Fault in Our Stars and um, Divergent. Mm-hmm. And um, she actually really made a name for herself. And I thought she did amazing in the show. Like I said, I think there's not a single weak link. All of the main cast is incredible. The women are amazing. Um, We all know, you know, Nicole Kidman's great. Um, Laura Dern is great. Um, And like I've said multiple times already, uh, Reese Witherspoon is fantastic. Um, and, And the men are good too. While they're way more supportive roles, they're not really a part of the main cast really they do a good job too and something that i thought was so interesting is um again um allison brought up briefly that there was like karaoke at the trivia night neither (laughs) um adam scott or um the actor who plays nathan they both sing it's not their actual voices which i could tell because i was like that doesn't sound like adam scott singing at all oh my gosh i did not know that yeah so he actually took singing lessons for months and he just couldn't get it right and he was like i know they just found it it's the voice i can't, i don't know the name of the uh of the artist but it was like some like i think an irish band lead singer or something who was the voice of adam scott which i thought oh, was that really is funny so funny i'm gonna have to go back and watch that because <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like that that doesn't sound like him at all that it is doesn't. so funny but but yeah i i have been wanting to watch the show for a long time but you know again if you don't have have hbo it's it could be hard for you to watch shows like this or like game of thrones sharp objects is on hbo as well um but thank you allison for giving me your uh, login so i was able to watch the show yeah i you know what i think that um if you are a television guru it's worth it in my opinion, to, um, you know, subscribe. I pay 15 bucks a month for um, HBO through my Amazon Prime account, but you have, there are so many shows, you know, this show, of course, Game of Thrones, if you haven't watched it, um, you can watch things like The Wire or Six Feet Under, Mm -hmm. you know, most recently Chernobyl is so good, you guys, if you haven't watched Chernobyl, watch it. It's fabulous it makes you really sad at the end it makes you really sad but it's super eye-opening and Mm -hmm. on top of that they have tons of movies they have an amazing movie selection can i just say that real quick i'm so sorry to interrupt but since i've been on maternity leave i've been bored and i've watched a lot of movies and i'm sure allison is looking through her queue of like recently watched and is like what the fuck is she watching (laughs) (laughs) like yogi bear is on there I didn't pick that. My husband did. I don't know why, but um, there, there's a great selection of movies, and that's something that I've heard people like. Sorry to shit on Netflix, but people have said about Netflix is they always have like just like older movies. They don't really have like a lot of new movies. Yeah, they don't have a lot of great movie selection, but HBO does. It does, and they have a lot of kids stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know, Sesame Street moved to HBO. Really? Yes. So um, you can, I think you can still get Sesame Street on like public access or whatever, but it's from like two seasons behind, but they've got tons of kids shows 
on there too. I'm a huge advocate for HBO because I'm a uh, massive Game of Thrones fan. Um, but it's it's really, really great. And, you know, I think they are really receptive to projects like this. I don't think that, um, you know, Netflix would take on something like Chernobyl, certainly not Game of Thrones and the power that they have. Um, so you can get a lot of um, a lot of great shows and and content on there. Um, yeah, I I can't I can't say enough about it. I am looking at the awards oh. at this show and the critical response of Big Little Lies. Um, it has received season one has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Season two already has a ninety eight percent, which is pretty awesome. Um, the, the show, the show too, was uh, nominated for sixteen Emmy Awards, and it won eight of them, including nice. outstanding limited series and acting awards for um, Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård, and Laura Dern. And they also won Golden Globes in addition to um, best miniseries or television film for. Um, you know, for this particular series. And then Nicole Kidman and um, Skarsgård received the Screen Actors Guild Awards for their performances. And I remember watching the Emmys and seeing Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, um, you know, accept this award and seeing all of the women on stage. It was so great. And it was mm-hmm. so amazing. And you know what? Like just a commentary on film in general and television in general, not often do we get the opportunity to see an all-female cast that, you know, isn't, oh my gosh, my hair is out of place or freaking out over a boy that they have a crush on right. or something. Like these are real issues. Maybe mm-hmm. not everybody deals with them. And some of them are like, first world problems, rich people problems, but I will not not be rich. I will not not be rich. <laughs> oh my God. That is like the best line from season two thus far. When I LOL'd at that. But, um, you know, kids get bullied and, you know, people have affairs and, and all of these other crazy things. People fight with their teenagers or with their ex-husbands, mm-hmm. learning to co-parent, there are so many themes that people can identify with. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, there's so much shrouded in scandal that you're really drawn into it. And I think everyone can identify with a, a different character in a way and empathize with a lot of these these characters and these, you know, really strong women, which is amazing. I, I agree. And, yeah, I agree. This show is it's something I'd wanted to watch for a long time. And obviously was not able to. I'd heard wonderful things from all of my friends that have watched the show. And again, the Emmys. The Emmys is really great. If you are like looking for new shows to watch, watch the Emmy Awards and you will see what is out there that's doing really well. Yeah, I think that too. I mean, I was a, a huge Big Little Lies fan. And then to, you know, see them get so much recognition was awesome. And like I said, I think a lot of people respect it a lot more because it's on HBO. Unfortunately, um, you know, it is it is that way. But I think it needs to be on this network to to do as well as it's as it's doing and keep 
the momentum going. I don't think that there would be a season two without it being on HBO. I agree. All right, let's get into our review of uh, the first season. I'm going to go ahead and give it a five out of five. I think this show is flawless. It has an amazing cast. Everybody does a stellar job, amazing performances. The writing is spectacular. The story is addictive. And like I said, it's only seven episodes long, the first season, of course. Um, I watched it in a day. Granted, I am home all day right now, but um, it will not take you long to get through. It is captivating. It is, like I said, addictive, easy to binge. Um, And I was telling my husband last night that I was like, I will watch it again if you want to watch it with me. Like, it is that good that it's it's not one of those shows where you watch it and you just kind of like, all right, and we'll move on to something else. I'm still thinking about it and I still want to watch it again. Also, there's season two right now, so it's still on top of my mind and, you know, continuing the story. But I think the show is amazing. And if you haven't had a chance, get an HBO account or ask someone for their password. I think um, it's uh, you can do a free seven day trial if you want to binge all this show. Binge all, yeah. If you have a week off, just watch everything that you want to watch on <laughs> HBO and then you can get rid of your account or skip a skip a couple of coffees or <laughs> fountain beverages or jimmy john's whatever it is whatever it takes whatever it takes get that 15 bucks a month it's a little steep but i think it's worth it for yep. for everything that they have yep uh five out of five loved it yes i am also gonna give it a five out of five i can't not love an all-female cast like this they're all so incredible you know, this director, he did, um, I think, Di- Dallas Buyers Club. <gasps> really? Yes. So he gets so, I think he, like, really pushes these women to their, like, full potential. And he yeah. gets so much out of them. Um, The soundtrack is yes, 100. Yes, I was going to say. Soundtrack. Zoe, Zoe Kravitz actually has a song in the final episode. She does? Yes. Called Don't. Oh. Yep. Hello. Um, the soundtrack was number one on iTunes for a while. Um, it's so great. Um, another thing too that I read is that the camera work in this film is all handheld, meaning nice. that you know they don't have it on you know one of those um, you know tracks that you see people with. It's all handheld cam- camera work, which I think gives a really it's not shaky at all but a really interesting element I read that and I watched a little bit of the episode and I was like wow this is so great you have some more of like an intimate perspective Mm -hmm. the way that it's edited and you know the music the the backdrop Monterey is so gorgeous and you know the the way that they interject you know crashing of the waves at the perfect time and the beach and all the scenery and how they just kind of blend everything together um shooting wise and film wise plus the the stories themselves are fascinating and I just I love all of these characters so much and I just love women and I love seeing a bunch of powerful women you know doing the thing without you know they don't necessarily need these men they can all stand on their own um to to create such a wonderful such a wonderful show absolutely five out of five and season two is amazing y'all Meryl Streep is so 
good. She is. And I mean, like, she's good in everything. I know everyone says that. But she she does a really good job. Again, she plays Perry's mother. She's, she's, she's weird, dude. She's very weird. <laughs> she's super weird. I love the scene where she, like, hates Madeline. And they kind of, like, butt heads a little bit. And there's a scene where Madeline's, like, walking away. And she's like, fucking weirdo. And... <laughs> Meryl, oh, not Meryl. Uh, Mary Louise. Mary Louise is just like, what? Like, she's just, what, what? It's so funny. She is so funny, and she, like, screams at this one scene, oh, and it's, yeah. like, so amazing. But she's great. They're uh, all great. Mm-hmm. Give this show a watch if you haven't already. Watch it. I swear. You won't regret it. You won't no regret regrets. it. No regrets. You'll love it. And, um check out some of the other shows on HBO. Yeah. Uh, Chernobyl and Sharp Objects. If you kind of like a little mystery, this is this is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you're after. This is what you've been searching for. And if you like to read, pick up the book too. I definitely plan on it. Um, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to read, but um, I definitely plan on picking up the book as well. I love a good uh, – novelization well I guess it's not a novelization because the book came first but I I do love reading especially if I've seen the the you know movie or television version first I do love to read the book after too um just because you you do get a little bit more of the story and some different details um the the book itself is called truly madly guilty and it's by Leanne Morarty um Moriarty I don't know how to say Mm. the last name truly madly guilty and um it is an Australian novel but I know that you can pick it up at Target or um any of your other places where books are sold Barnes and Noble you know um yeah guys um let us know what you think of this show in the comments um and uh let us know too what you think of season two Um, Give us some more ideas on some different shows that we can review for you guys or movies. Um, I know that there's a lot of great films coming out in theaters this summer like we've talked about. Um, Maybe there's one that we can review um, if there's one that you're really interested in seeing and talking about. Um, But in the meantime, guys, thank you always for uh, tuning into our show. Um, Hopefully I'll be back next week. I'll be here in and out um, until I come back from maternity leave. But um, my uh, my intern slash uh, temp Emily has been doing a great job, and she's been picking some great um, shows as well. Um, you guys listen to uh, the new season of Black Mirror and Baby Driver, um, so uh, hopefully she will do a couple more episodes. Uh, and uh, until then, or until I come back, whichever comes first, we will uh, see you next time. And again, thanks for listening. Bye.